All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. Welcome to another episode, another podcast for TNCBA's Fantasy Fishing in relation to the Bassmaster Elite Series. We are going to be picking our guys for the St. Lawrence River. And I don't know about you, Snyder, but this would be a dream trip uh, if there ever was one to go up there at some point and play around in the summertime while we're out of school and get to jump on some of those smallmouth, dude. I don't know about you, but we're going to line that up one day in the future. So, guys, we're going to go through our bucket picks. We don't have Bluegill with us. He's on a little break. He's uh, out of town, so we're going to run this with just us, and then we'll have to make sure we send him a a reminder that he has to pick his team because he's usually reminded by our Fantasy Fishing podcast that it's time to pick. So, Snyder, we'll go ahead and start out with our bucket A picks, um, and I'll let you go ahead and go first. There's some big percentages, as we were talking about before we got the show started, with with a lot of these guys so how did you play this one out well i was um everyone's picking chris johnson just because of his percentages how well he's done and all that i honestly thought about picking brandon polinick just because he's got a good history and Mm -hmm. he's second in points he's going to try to really go hard at these next two tournaments in my opinion however i was looking at i was watching davy hyatt give his pick and he said I just have a hunch that Corey Johnson's gonna pull this one out he said I don't know why but it, I'm more confident in one person in this entire tournament it's Corey Johnson so I kind of he kind of convinced me as well so I picked Corey Johnson I think he's gonna outbeat his brother who's got more more percent and Paul Nick I think he's just gonna hopefully I'm I'm betting on him to take the win who, Corey or Paul? Do you think Corey's going to take the win on it? Yes, all? Corey. I, okay. I'm going for Corey Johnson. All right. I, I already knew that I was going to kind of either – I was going to go with one of the Johnston brothers when we came to this point. And I just – all I was doing was I was waiting to see which one. I didn't listen to Davey Hyatt and his pick, but I was just basing it on who had the less – the lower percentage. So, when I jumped in there and saw that Corey Johnson was running with the lower percentage, I jumped on there with him um, – I'm with you. Brandon Polinick is solid. And there there's this history of as after people have babies that they do really well. Um, but I don't know. I just still feel like those Johnston brothers have the better chance at the win. Not that I don't think Polinick will do well here, but I feel like the Johnston brothers just have a better shot at the win. So I'm kind of aiming for the win with this pick. Um, but another thing that's important to note on this tournament, guys, is uh, the Canadian waters are back open and available. And the Johnston brothers, I remember them talking all the time about the fact that if they felt like they could bust 100 pounds easy, break the century mark with smallmouth, if they could get into those smallmouth waters. So I'm wondering, I really feel like those guys sense it, but I did hear Paul Nick say the same thing when he talked to on a podcast uh, just a couple of weeks ago. These guys are really feeling good about the fact that the Canadian side of the river and the Canadian side of the lake are going to be opened up to them. Um, so there's some places that might be able to produce, uh, that hundred pound bag over four days for these guys. Now that that side of the lake is open. So we're both taking Corey Johnston here in, in bucket a, uh, again, those two guys have, uh, the highest percentages other than Polinick in that bucket. But again, I chose to go with Corey just because he had the lower, uh, lower pick now on to bucket B, this one was a little bit tougher for me. Um, I know I said, in the pre-show there talking that to you Snyder that I I can't come back in the points right now at this point 
So I'm just aiming for, for winning single events. And while that sometimes would probably lead me to pick higher percentage guys, I stayed away from the two higher picks here. I stayed away from Gustafson and I stayed away from uh, Taco Ito. And I went with somebody that's got some good momentum going through the year. He's been really consistent everywhere he goes. I don't know how he's going to do up here, um, but I went with a Brian new and I just picked him because I feel like he's been very versatile. He's, he's, you know, he traveled with thrift there for a long time. He he's seen a lot, heard about a lot. He's, got a lot of knowledge around him and I know these guys can't get get specific information on lakes but again when you hang out with a group of guys and you've traveled around for a long time with a group of guys that just have that much knowledge you know it rubs off on you being able to be a, adjust to all these different lakes so I went with Brian New he's a super low percentage at 1.3% which might help me but it might also burn me because again there's two guys in there that are much higher percentages and it's not going to take much for those guys to have a better finish and and get those other people some more points. So who'd you end up going with in Bucket B Snyder? I did the opposite. I went. I was thinking about Jeffy since um, Gussie since uh, Canadian borders are open, like you said. But I would really like to see uh, Taco Ito go back to back up there on the St. Lawrence. So I went with Taco Ito for this one. Just I know he's got a forty one point nine percent chance, yep. but. I just feel like he's going to be at least in the top 10 up here, hopefully. And like he says, the small mouth like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and that's the thing with, with those Japanese anglers. And I kind of had some of those picks uh, there towards the end and like Bucket D and Bucket E. They come over with – they have some finesse techniques that are newer or they have some finesse techniques that maybe are – that they feel really comfortable with. Light line is not a big deal to them. And sometimes being able to downsize in your line for these small mouth is a big deal. So I think that's a, a really, really good pick there. Um, I'm like you. I feel like he's going to have a good showing up there. He has a really good chance of being able to uh, to back this thing up. But, again, that is a really good pick there going with uh, Taco Ito. Gussie, I'm with you. Gussie is, is another one that's really good. He's great with smallmouth. Came down here and won on smallmouth on Loudon and stuff. Um but with that percentage up there, I just couldn't – I couldn't pull the trigger on him or Ito, so I went there with Brian New. So let's roll on over to Bucket C. Uh, who'd you go with in Bucket C? Because this is, again, where they start to – sometimes they start to get a little bit tougher to pick, but there's one heavy hitter here in Bucket bucket C with Seth Fighter. Did you go with Seth Fighter? I did not. Okay. Um, so, like I tell you, after every tournament, I go ahead and pick – for the next tournament. Well, I yep. picked Seth Fodder, but his percentage is so high yeah, that I kind of wanted to gamble on this one a little bit more. And this guy is an, a veteran. He's been up there. He's from Texas, but he does really well on the St. Lawrence River. And I went with Clark Winlet. Okay. So And Clark's he, another one. You know, the F, he fished FLW for a long time, and FLW has that history of going up north a lot too. Uh, so I don't, I feel like you can't go wrong with some of these FLW guys that have been up there quite a bit as well. And I like that pick. He's a good veteran as well, um, yeah. to have. So, so you had Seth fighter and you made the switch. You just, <laughs> you were way too scared by that 55%. Exactly. I mean, that's a high percentage. I mean, if, if he does falter, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And, and for him to be in bucket C, I mean, he's definitely not having the year that he had had last year. Um, he, he still not had a slouch of a year by any means, but, um, you just wonder if like, 
going up there, is this going to be the turning point where he's like, he kind of gets on fire now that he's getting back to some smallmouth and getting back up north? Or is is it going to continue to be a little bit of a struggle for him? So yeah. I kind of took the same route as you. Uh, I went with a, a pick that I think is going to be a sleeper in this case. Um, he's a little bit lower percentage than Clark Winlet. He's not as as much of a veteran as, as Clark is, but I went with Josh Douglas. Um, Josh guides in the, in the summertime and stuff back in Minnesota, catching smallmouth um, on those lakes up there. And, and Josh is a really good smallmouth fisherman, really good with his electronics and stuff. So I went with Josh Douglas because I think this is going to be uh, a turning point for him in the year. I think he's going to do really good here. I think he's going to figure something out um, on Oahe when they go there next. Uh, but I think he's going to have a really good tournament here on the St. Lawrence, and I'm looking for him to have kind of a break, breakout performance uh, for us there. And at 6%, there's a few people picking him, but not a lot. So hopefully I can make up some ground a little bit um, or try to make a big jump in points just for this tournament alone with Josh Douglas. Uh, so let's roll back on over to D now, Bucket D. Who'd you go with in Bucket D, Snyder? So Bucket D is I went with someone. I didn't see any of the other pros or guys um, picking. I went with Brian Smith. Hmm. Uh, I think last year he did pretty well there, but his fish just ran out at the end. He just didn't finish. But I think he was leading it one or two days last year, and then just his fish ran out at the end. But um, he's from Maryland, and he likes to – I feel like he likes to swing for the big fishes every now and then, so – well, and, and who knows, like we talked about having Canadian waters open, does he have, will he be able to expand and have more fish this time as well? And it, that might work out in his favor. You know, they say that these smallmouth are, are really good about going back to the exact same places. The same areas every year seem to, to fill up. They seem to load up for you. Um, so if you find a guy that starts to catch him, I feel like those guys you can really rely on and trust to go back and catch them the next year and catch them the next year. Now, how big a bag they'll have, because like they've talked about, the difference between first and and 50th will be a quarter of a pound. This guy over here might be catching fours. This guy over here is catching four and a quarters. So finding that little bit difference in that quality of fish is huge. I went with somebody that's kind of an off the wall, but he he really does good up there, up north with the smallmouth. I picked him one year and he burnt me because he had some issues. Uh, but Bernie Schultz from Florida. Bernie Schultz is a really, really good uh, smallmouth fisherman, has some really good history up there, finishing well um, on those northern lakes. And he's another one that had a, a decent percentage at 10%. He's not a total uh, – out of, out of the blue pick, but he's still a lower pick than some of the other ones. I thought about Austin Felix because he's also from that Minnesota area, kind of like Josh Douglas. Um, but, again, I wanted to go with somebody that was a little bit off the wall here uh, that wasn't quite as obvious as some of the others, but I went with a Bernie Schultz um, in this case. I, I know there's some others in here that that will do well, but I just – I got to stick with some people that I know they have a little bit better history there. So let's and Bernie – and Bernie, uh, all those, uh, everything I've read, a lot of people was p- they're picking Bernie Schultz right now. And like he just, he has a really good history. He's another one that hasn't really blown it out of the water this year, but he's got that history and he's got good consistency up there on those lakes. So I, I feel like at 10%, he might be a steal in this case, yeah. um, to, to get some good points and, and try to try to make a little gap there. Um, 
rolling into bucket E is where I went back to kind of that, that Japanese angler situation. I went with Daisuke Aoki here. And with Daisuke, he's, again, finesse fisherman. He's coming into this situation, does well with smallmouth and stuff. Uh, I just felt like he was going to be a solid pick there. But there were still some other guys in here like Mike Iaconelli, Paul Mueller, some really big names when it comes to smallmouth that I was like, you know, I just felt like I needed to stay away from them in this case here. Um, so I went with Dice K. I tried to stay with that that strong finesse tactic. Um, but Dice K was my pick. I know Fritz got on him one year up there, cranking. And, no, that was Oahe. I take that back. He got him on Oahe. I may look at him again to do well in Oahe, but um, I'd like to see Iaconelli kind of pull out of this little bit of a slump that he's had coming back to the Elite Series and see him get on a, a good roll up north. Um, but again, Daisuke was my pick for this one. So who'd you pick for bucket E, bud? Um, I was thinking Daisuke, but I went with Justin Atkins. Um, I, his last tournament on Pickwick, which is his home lake, he made it to the top 10. And um, last year, I think he came second. Was it second he came in on the St. Lawrence? Pull it up real quick and check it. I'm pretty sure he was in. The, I know he was in there. Um, but he ran all yep. the way Se- out to second the place. Yeah. So he ran all the way out to the mouth of it and um, a long run and stuff. But I think he, I think he does pretty well up north as well, especially for the St. Lawrence River. Well, see, and, and he's, he's on a kind of a roll right now. He did pretty well, well at his home lake. Maybe he's got that. Well, and he's fishing. He's him. basically fishing for his life right now. Yeah. Because I mean, he's they're getting ready to be on the chopping block for who's not going to make the cut for the elite series next year and stuff. So it's, it's getting to that point that some of these guys, like they're going to be fishing with either the pressure pressure will get to them or the pressure is going to push them to, to just close out the year on a high note. But he might be one of those that with that little bit of fire under his butt, you know, he knows he's got to be fishing as hard as he can to try to make it into the elite series for next year and stuff. So that, that's a solid pick. And again, there you go. One of those FLW guys, they've got a lot of history up there as well, up north um, being from there. The thing is you've got, so we've got Canadian waters open. You've got that going on. Then the other thing that's always a big, a big question mark is the fact of who's going to go out into the big waters, you know, because the, the way that the weather is and everything, you never know, will they get to go out there every day? And I know some of your, your guys that are used to it, your Corey Johnson's, Chris Johnson's, you know, they're used to that big water and they're really good at, at fishing in it and navigating it. But some of those guys, you know, do they go? Um, is it bad enough, the wind bad enough that they don't get to go out there all three days? You know, because there's been times before that um, they've shut the lake off. You, you have to stay in the river for safety reasons. Um, so those guys that are relying on the lake that are going to go out there and try to find those big schools of fish, um, you've got to think about that as well. So the question here now, Snyder, becomes let's talk about weight. I know we haven't talked about drain the lake yet, but let's talk about weight right here in the middle. How much weight do you think it's going to take to win this thing? Because last year when I pulled up um, pulled up the results, what 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 was it? I think that – I think I saw Atkins with – he had in the 80s, I believe it was. Is where he was sitting. Yeah. 
So what weight do you think it's going to take to to win this year, man? I said 92. Okay. so 90 pounds, two ounces. So you don't think that they're going to be able to break the 100-pound the mark? I do not. I think they're going to get into the 90s, but um, I'm thinking 90 pounds. Okay. So, see, so Taco Uto last year had exactly 90 pounds even to mm-hmm. win. Okay. So you're thinking it's going to be somewhat similar kind of around that same thing? Yes. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go a little bit heavier. I'm going to say just because the Canadian waters are open and some of these guys seem to be on a different level of confidence now that that's open, um, I'm going to say that it's going to be 95. Uh, so I think I'm going to bump it up a little bit. Do I think the possibility of them busting 100 is there? I definitely do. Uh, but I feel like with with some of those Canadian waters available to these Johnston boys and some of the other guys, even Paul and Nick was talking about it, I think they're going to be able to run around a little bit more and pick up pick up a few extra fish that are going to upgrade them that little extra bit each day. Because, I mean, if you think about it, if you can just upgrade by two pounds, which I know that's still a huge bag of smallmouth, but if you can just upgrade by two pounds each day over last year, you're looking at a 98-pound bag um, over the four days. So I do think that they're going to get up above that 95 and be flirting maybe with 100. I really hope to see that. Um, so there's our bucket picks. Again, those bucket picks are always um, intriguing because you gotta you got to commit to it and then play the percentages and everything. Now we get to the other side of the game where you've had to be thinking about the whole year and you've had to be thinking about how you're going to play this thing out all the way to the end. And now that we're getting down to three tournaments left here with the St. Lawrence and then the Wahee and then uh, the Mississippi River, Drain the Lake is now getting to that point of have you saved the right people? And I feel like a lot of people have saved the saved the big the heavy hitters for for the St. Lawrence. I think the big question is going to be when you get down to the uh, when you get down to Oahe and, and the Mississippi. I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of people have similar picks for this one um, going on. But those that those next two tournaments are going to be interesting. So let's talk about our our four, first four picks. Okay, our first four picks here for the. Uh, for the drain the lake, who'd you go with in your first four? So uh, this is a good one because I get to pick Seth Fighter again. Uh, <laughs> Seth Fighter, because percentages. Uh, Jeff Gust- Gustafson, Mike Akinelli, and then Greg, is it Diplom? Diplom? De Palma. De Palma. I just picked them because they're up north. Okay. Canadian and New Jersey. I, I feel like they're – it's kind of in their back, not backyard, but it's near them. But still, so you went with with bluegills tactics, and you went with some local, exactly some, lo- some local mojo on this one. I got you. I'm feeling mm-hmm. you on that one. So my first four played a little bit in the similar. Um, I went with Josh Douglas, even though he's a little bit closer to the Mississippi River than Minnesota. I think he's still more of a smallmouth focus on these rock piles and these types of situations versus uh, the Mississippi River, how it's going to play out. Um, so I went with Josh Douglas, which I also have in my my uh, bucket picks. I went with Gussie as well, somebody from Canada there. I went with Taco Ito in this case um, instead of uh, one of the – because I still have the Johnstons later on. I'll talk about that. But I took Taco Ito here and Paul Mueller. So I went very heavy on uh, people from up north just like you did and then also putting in that uh, Japanese angler with the history from last year to try to back that up. 
my biggest thing is like it's hard to get away from the percentages here on the drain the lake i mean everybody like i said it's almost like everybody's picking the exact same guys and it's it's going to get really really interesting after this one to see the people that you have left that you have to go with um going into those last two tournaments so wrap wrap up our drain the lake here with your last four who'd you who'd you slap in that last four so our last four, I feel like we're going to have a lot of the similar guys. I did yep. Chris and Corey Johnson. Of course. I feel like you just have to put them in there. Yeah, you can't with their past. Yeah. And then Paul Mueller, I think you said you picked him. Yep. And he's had a good uh, history up there. I think he won it several years ago. And then Brian Smith, who I picked in mine. He's from Maryland. He's a guy I can see swing for some small mouth as well as some large mouth as well up there. And see, that's something else that we haven't talked about is you do have large mouth in play on the St. Lawrence. I mean, you've had had some of those guys. I think it might have been might have been Drew Benton, maybe was one of them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that you know they stayed up shallow and were there early enough in the year that the large mouth are, are still going to play. I feel like I think. Um, a little bit later on, because some of the guys were talking on another podcast about going up there like August, September, that those smallmouth are even heavier and that that maybe like you definitely are focused on smallmouth at that point. Um, but there should be some largemouth up there in those shallows. I think we're still going to even see some of that on uh, Bassmaster Live when things kick off, that those guys are catching some largemouth up shallow. Uh, I just don't know that those guys can compete for four days. You know, yeah, exactly. those might be those guys that you see them day one and two. They're up there playing real good. And the thing is, if it's a guy like like Schmitty that can do, do a mixed bag, you know, that might be that key of, of extenuate, uh, ex- extending that into the next three or four, day three, day four, if he can get him some smallmouth and some largemouth, and then he can just lean on smallmouth heavy those last couple of days or something like that, yeah. or s- save the largemouth for the last couple of days. I think that's what he did last year is he had a mixed bag a lot. He would start okay. off with the largemouth and then go deeper. I got gotcha. you. But then his smallmouth ran out and his largemouth ran out, and then he was just scrambling at the end to try to catch big quality fish. He gotcha. had fish, just not quality fish. And like we said, that's a, it's such a tight, a tight gamble because you are you're fishing in a way that you've got – small small differences like i said a quarter of a pound could be the difference in 20 places for you and you've got to make sure that you're on that right quality because you could come in there with an awesome bag of 18 pounds which does that's a great (laughs) bag of smallmouth but up there i I dare say on day one that you're gonna have i'll say i'll go risky i'll say that the top 20 will have 20 pound bags yeah is what i'm gonna say and it's like you know that that's just to me, that's just insane to think that you're going to have that many 20 pound bags. And that if you don't have 20 pounds, like you're, you're way behind in everything, um, for this one. Now, one thing that's also different in this. Okay. Typically they have been taking out of, they've not been taken out of Clayton. They've been taken out of Waddington. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the fact that Canadian waters are open and of course people are always making that decision of whether or not they'll go into the big lake or not from, from Waddington down to Clayton. Let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. It's an hour and 15 minutes by road. 
Okay. So by boat, if you're thinking running 60 mile an hour, it might be a little bit less than an hour to get down there. But if the winds are bad and the river's bad, let's just call it an hour to get from Waddington to Clayton. Okay. And Clayton is an hour closer to Lake Ontario, to the big waters. Okay. okay? So now you're taking those guys, the Johnston brothers and all these guys that like to fish down there in the big lake, you're going to give them at least an extra hour to fish. Or I take that back almost an extra two hours because now they don't have to run all the way back up to Waddington. Plus they're not going to be as worried about how much weather there is, because if you know, you can take it slower, you're, you're going to be willing to run out there even more so into that big water and risk it. So I think, I personally think that the Lake Ontario, and I guess it could go two ways. You could either see tons of people out there, and it kind of cannibalizes itself a little bit more this year yeah. where there's a ton of guys out there because everybody's closer and they decide to make that run. And you see some guys in the river that have a better chance since everybody's going to be out in the lake or just simply the fact that everybody's able to go out into the lake. And you may see some guys make an even further run out there into the lake. You might see those huge bags, those 25 to 30 pound bags of smallmouth come in because they can get out there they can stay on them longer, they can fish them harder, and they know they're going to get back and not have to worry about that run. So that's going to be an interesting piece since they're put, taken out of Clayton instead of taken out of Waddington. So final huh. thoughts, Snyder, what are you thinking on? How do you think it'll play out? Do you think it'll play out like everybody thinks? Do you think this is going to be a, a sneaky one that is not the norm? Or do you think it's going to be same old, same old up north and just absolute slugfest with smallmouth and tight weights every day? I think it's going to be a slugfest, and I think it's going to be tight weights every day because I think it's just so consistent up there. I have to agree with you on this one. I don't see anything in right now that's going to going to throw this thing for a loop. I, I, I do feel like it's going to be the same old St. Lawrence. I don't foresee anything wild jumping out at us or anything like that. Um, I'm going to be very interested to watch on live and just see how far guys are willing to push it out into the main, the main lake there. Um, and I'm going to be interested to see the difference between guys that are able to mix in some largemouth uh, and maybe they may run way up north to try to get away from the crowds and stuff. So this is going to be a fun one to watch, guys. Be sure to check it all out. It's going to kick off on Thursday, and live's going to be awesome. You know you're going to be seeing plenty of fish catches on live this time. It's not going to be like some of those summertime tournaments down south where it starts to slow down a little bit. Uh, we don't get to see many catches. But, again, thinking of 90 pounds or better, we got a lot of picks of guys up north, guys from Canada, a little bit of Japanese flavor in there as well with those guys and their specialty in finesse fishing. But, guys, be sure to set your fancy fishing teams. That's coming up quick. St. Lawrence is going to be a great one to watch. Y'all check it out. We'll catch you on the next podcast, guys. See you all later.